Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis. I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and the co-founder of the Journal That Talks Back. Today is the day where we have Fernie on the FOM podcast. Fernie, welcome. Hello. For those How are you? you? Great. But for those of you who don't know, Fernie is my daughter. And today we're just going to hang out and have a mother-daughter chat. So Fernie, what's happening? I haven't spoken to you in a while. You've been at a conference all week. You've been busy. You call me for five minutes in between sessions. What's going on? Fill me in. Well, today I actually have really good news. About 10 minutes, 10 minutes or so before the podcast, uh, we got news that uh, my partner, my boyfriend, just got accepted as a permanent residence to Canada, and we are very, very happy. Wow. Woo, woo, woo. That's super exciting. <laughs> That's very, very good news. That's amazing. News. So what does that actually mean? Does that mean that he's going to be moving to Toronto? So right now, Bernie's boyfriend, his name is Adrien. He's from France, actually. Very nice French accent. Um, he's been living in Montreal for how long? Five years. Five years. And he applied for residency, permanent residency. And today he got accepted after doing all kinds of applications and physical health tests and all kinds of things like that, right? So today he got accepted. We thought it was going to take another two years, right? Yeah, they told us that it would take uh, till January 2024. So unbelievable. We were very pleasantly surprised um, that it came way earlier way earlier. It's not like going to the airport and waiting for delays on the flights, right? It happened faster. Crazy. So they set your expectations really low and then they surpassed the expectations. Then they make it a big, wow, big bang experience. Interesting strategy, but it makes us happy. So yes. So you were very concerned that you wouldn't be able to live together, be together for another couple of years. And now surprise, it's happening sooner rather than later. So I know you haven't had a chance to really discuss it, but what do you hope your plans to be? I mean, the sooner we can live together, the better. And in my opinion, essentially, he was restricted because he applied through Quebec. And in order to be a permanent resident, he has to have a residency in Quebec. He has to have a home, a home address in Quebec. And so in order for him to leave, and he works in Quebec as well. And so in order for him to leave, he has to get that permanent residency. Otherwise, he'd have to make a new work permit and he'd have to get a different residence and restart the whole application and way too complicated. So we decided to wait and it came. And so now that he's a permanent resident, he's allowed to move to Ontario where I will be transferred. I just transferred into my PhD. So we're going to live there together. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But so... (laughs) You're going to live there. So you're going to come back to Toronto where I live. So I'm happy to have my kids beside (laughs) me, near me, somehow close to me. And he's going to come and move in with you in Toronto. He wants to live in Toronto. He's a French speaking man. Is he going to have fun living in Toronto? His English is great. His English is pretty great. Even with an accent. (laughs) It makes him him very charming, right? Very charming. Uh, So you're moving, but you don't know when exactly. You don't know how. You don't know how quickly all of this is going to happen when he can get a work transfer or anything like that. No idea. I mean, we just got the news, like I said, like 10 minutes ago today from the podcast and um, we don't know any of the logistics yet, 
So we got to figure that out. We got some work okay. to do. Amazing. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting to me because part of the history, the conversation that we used to have was, mom, it's going to take so long. I want to be with him. I want to live <laughs> with him. It's going to take so long. Right. And uh, wonder of wonders, miracle of miracles. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that's a reference to Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, but things change. Things always change. Yeah. So what do you make of that? We're very pleasantly surprised. Um, things, I think, turned out for the best. I mean, it hasn't happened quite yet, but we're really on the right track and we're almost there. So it's a really big relief. And I guess having those expectations that make you upset and hesitate and are just kind of look negatively on the future make things a lot harder yeah and that sometimes things can work out sometimes things can work out and sometimes even if you are having to wait for something you can turn it into an exciting adventure you can turn it into something that is not torture something that's okay and quite pleasant to experience it doesn't have to be bad it doesn't have to be hard but you recently had another experience. You just got accepted to do your PhD. And you, I mean, just to fill everybody in, you started off as a master's student doing, um, what's it called? Biology science, plant <laughs> science, plant biology. What's it called? Yeah, plant biology. I mean, technically evolution and evolutionary. Ecology and evolutionary biology. I always mix up the order. Um, and so, yeah, plant science falls under that category. Okay. So you got into your master's degree and then they invited you. They said, hey, you know, forget about your master's degree. Just <laughs> go do your PhD. If you pick a project and do a, a like a, a paper on it and do a presentation to your committee. And if you demonstrate that you're ready, then great. We'll just slide you into doing your PhD. Did I get that right? Well, technically, it's an extra year. So generally, a PhD here takes four years um, because I don't have a master's yet. Uh, they just contributed that one year to my PhD. And my PhD, my whole PhD will be five years. I'll take five years without a master. And at the end, I'll get a PhD. And so I had to prepare a presentation with what my future projects were going to be. So what do I plan to do with these four more years that I have? What projects am I going to do? What research am I going to do and what am I going to accomplish in a given timeline? And so okay. we're going to come back to that. So you had to do this presentation and you had to submit a paper. And what happened after you submitted this paper? I sent it out to Mike Medi. Well, I wrote it very early. Um, you know, I had a lot of time to go back and forth with corrections. So I sent it to my supervisor. We went back and forth. She made some corrections. We edited and re-edited. And then we sent it out to my committee and two days How many before people are on your committee, three for three now. But uh, okay. so we sent it out and two days or so before the meeting was supposed to happen. One of my committee members was not very happy with that report. And he made so many comments, asked so many questions that were very specific. And I think probably not necessarily things that I needed to know in order to transfer because it's 
like in our field, we have an appraisal where that's you're two, two years in. So at the beginning of your third year, you have your appraisal and that's to assess whether you're ready or not to get that PhD eventually. But this wasn't an appraisal. I've only been one year in. He asked way too many, like a lot of really tough questions, but also he was very critical. And he commented on the fact that I wasn't taking specific courses and he was upset about certain things. And he told us basically that we don't have the expertise to go through with this project and that we need to talk to experts in the field. And so, so two days before your presentation where you were supposed to theoretically get your transfer approval and by transfer, we mean transferring from a master's to a PhD program, right? So you're basically skipping a year essentially, yeah. right? Um, this gentleman said, hold on a minute. He kind of pulled the plug. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was really hard to hear. I, I wasn't expecting that at all. I didn't see that coming. We worked really hard on it. And uh, yeah, it was and, very kind of unexpected out of the blue and and you, were working, and you were working with an advisor who said everything looks good. Yeah. Who's I mean, she was also surprised. experienced. Yeah. Yeah. So, so your initial reaction was? I mean, upset. I was kind of angry and embarrassed and sad that I, I felt like I wasn't good enough and that my work wasn't good enough. And I wouldn't, I didn't know if I was going to be able to transfer and I had everything planned out and it wasn't supposed to be that hard. And I was really disappointed. I was really, really upset. And so you were uh, reconsidering your whole entire future. A bit. <laughs> a bit. Okay. And then what happened? And then we postponed the meeting. We answered all of his questions. We sent out a new document replying to every single one of his comments. Um, we, you know, did all the background research. We reached out to people trying to get an expert on the field in our on our team. Um, we had a lot of conversations about it. And, you know, we, we agreed to push it back as he recommended um, and kind of follow everything he suggested. Uh, and take it with as much grace as possible. You know, my supervisor is really supportive and she basically told us, told me that this isn't ideal, but it's better to hear it now than during the meeting. And I think she couldn't have been more right um, yeah. to hear that at a meeting in front of everyone to not know how to respond, to not have the time to look up the things I needed to look up and get the background information would have been a lot tougher than him telling me in advance. Yeah. So you get the news, you're a bit crushed, I'll say it. You were a bit <laughs> crushed, right? Um, How could I not were, be? You were hurt, you were mad, you were nervous, you were concerned about your future, you didn't know if you were going to be able to move forward as a PhD student, and there was this one guy kind of seemingly getting in your way, and then you decided, okay, fine, I'll postpone my meeting, I'll take his notes into consideration i'll address his concerns and his issues and i'll find some answers to the things he's bringing up and i'll come in prepared i'll redo the paper i'll add the bits that he needs to it i'll resend it out and i'll add a new committee member who is more uh an expert in the field and who could back me up a little bit better and there you have it you did your presentation and uh what was the comment that they gave you at the end once they said, yes, you passed, they said, we appreciate how well you took the feedback. 
Isn't that what they said? Yeah. Yes. So proud mother over here. Of course I remember. I remember a lot of things. Aren't you surprised at how many things I remember? Yeah. Um, so, so why am I bringing this up? Why is it something that I want to discuss? Not because I want to, for any to relive this torturous experience, but because I want to actually cement this experience for her so that she leverages it in the future. Why? Because we will all experience adversity. That was a moment of adversity for her. That was a moment where her plan was thwarted. She was going straight ahead. She was on track. And then suddenly there was a spoke in her wheel and she, she tripped when that spoke, uh, you know, showed up and it hurt a little bit. Um, and, you know, part of what our relationship is like is that I try very hard to fortify her even when it's hard, even when, you know, she is crushed, even when she's angry and hurt and not sure about what's going to happen next. And so my personal angle was, hey, like, okay, so postpone the meeting and leverage this. Like, let's use this. Let's answer all his questions. Let's do all of those things. But when you go into the meeting, before you start your presentation, make sure you acknowledge this man for, uh, you know, his questions, his concerns for his feedback and giving you the time to come in more prepared. Yeah. And I think that's what you did, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and so the the real lesson in all of this is that sometimes we get slowed down in life in order to speed up. Sometimes those spokes are in our benefit. So they might trip us up, but they don't actually cause us to completely fall or you know, Stop. destroy ourselves, get destroyed. Those spokes are there sometimes to increase, to make our, ourselves better, to make us better, to improve us, to strengthen us. And so the idea here is, guess what? You're going to have more spokes along the way. You're going to have a lot more experiences where people throw stuff at you. And it's not about ducking. It's really about standing up and saying, okay, this is part of the experience. I don't have to be so crushed. I'm stronger now. I can take them and understand them and run with them. And I can leverage them in my research, in my work, and in my character. Yeah. But I think it's also, I mean, it's hard to hear always. It's hard to hear critical feedback, but it's really important. Like, I think it's good to use it and to strengthen your research because at the end of the day, like, reviewers would have had similar comments probably. So it's better that I address them sooner at the beginning of my project than you know, five years down the line and it's too late to go back and fix. Right. So, so what sometimes feels like somebody is stabbing you in the back is somebody having your back sometimes. Sometimes. Doesn't feel like that. No, but he, you know, he committed to doing another four years on my committee. So that was really surprising. I thought we would switch him out for somebody else because he seemed unhappy. And he actually, you know, is pretty supportive in the sense that he offers to help. He offers to have conversations. He offers to send us material and it's tough, but he's really giving us his mental energy. Yeah. He's giving us that thought that we need. And so it's actually, it's like I said, it's tough, but it's really helpful. And so if you can use that, if you can leverage it to be helpful rather than to feel that resistance. Yeah. It can propel you forward, as you said. Sometimes in our lives, we have a person who's hard on us, right? Somebody who kind of beats us up a little bit 
and we sometimes feel the blows. But we have to determine whether the, or not those people are beating us up to help us rise. If they see a greater element in us that we are not rising to, or if they're just beating us up for the pleasure of the beat, right? So you have to kind of sift through all that. In this case, I think you had a gentleman who was saying, hey, you know, there's a higher standard here for you. And I, I'm inviting you to rise up to that standard. And you absolutely did. You crushed it. You did well. You passed with flying colors. And you are now a PhD student. And I'm super proud of that. Uh, but sometimes we do just re receive criticism with no positive outcome. And so we kind of have to sift through the people in our lives who are there to lift us by being a little bit hard on us sometimes, expecting greater of us versus those people who are just hard on us for no good reason. How do you sift through that? How do you decide who's there for a good reason and who's there for a not so good reason? I, I think the ones that are there for a good reason uh, share a vision with you that says, here's, here's what I see in you. Here's what it could look like. Here's what's possible for you. Here's what you're made of, right? Here's the, the picture for you on the other side of this. And I believe it, that you have it in you to get to that other side. Whereas the other people, they don't have that vision. They don't say, here's, here's what's on the other side of the hard work, mm. right? And so they're not showing you what's possible for you. And sometimes, you know, there's not always a belief in you. But what you have in this case is you have a team of people who are believing in you, especially your advisor who really went to bat for you as well in terms of receiving the feedback and working with you to address all the issues. So you yeah. really have a team of supporters, including this guy. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to see, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, Definitely. I think, I think you, you recovered so well from that and you put your head down and you really figured out how do I address these issues? What are the questions that he's asking? How do I figure those out? from a research or academic standpoint and you, you nailed it and you know, you took a blow, but then you got back up fast. And I think that's one of your greatest strengths is the ability to get back up when you're, you know, you take a blow. Thank you. Yeah. I think I do. I fall sometimes, uh, maybe more than others, but I can get back up, which is the I most think, important point. I don't think more than others. I think just like others, but I think you have a very, very strong backbone. And uh, you have the ability to get back up. Thank so, you. It must be genetic. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, for those of you who are listening, very often we talk about the concept of resilience. We talk about what is resilience. And really, a resilience is the ability to get back up um, from an adversity, from an experience that's difficult with speed and agility, and even leverage the adversity somehow. What we saw with Fernie is exactly that, this very, very high degree of emotional resilience where she was knocked down, she got back up and really ran with what she was given. She learned fast, she addressed the issues that were in front of her, and she came out very gracefully acknowledging this uh, gentleman for his feedback. So totally leveraging the adversity there. For those of you who are listening, please keep tuning in. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to get some subjects, things that you would like us to talk about. Fernie, how do people reach you? 
please email me. My email is Fernie Cotliar. That's F-E-R-N-E-K-O-T-L-Y-R at live.com. And you could reach me. It's Kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. We will catch you later. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.